Hello and welcome to Westover's Leftovers, a weekly podcast following our Advent series, Perfect Christ. Everyone loves Sunday dinner, but what's even better is being able to enjoy leftovers from that dinner throughout the week. On Westover's Leftovers, we'll be talking with our pastors and guest speakers to dive deeper into their sermons and also to learn about their Sunday leftovers. Parts that didn't quite make the cut for Sunday sermon, but are still good enough to listen to throughout the week. I'm your host, Kaylin Pierce, and this week I'm joined by guest speaker Jeremy Kingsley. So far in the Advent series, we've talked about perfect hope and perfect victory found in Christ. But this past Sunday, Jeremy talked to us about Christ's perfect peace. So I know that we've had the pleasure of hearing you speak several times now, um, but for those of us who aren't as familiar with you beyond that, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to? Yeah, so my name's Jeremy Kingsley. I've been traveling for the past 26 years as a Christian speaker. So I've been in churches, Christian events, Christian universities. Sometimes I'll switch over to some corporate groups and I'll teach leadership. But I've basically been a guest Christian speaker for a really long time. And I'm really thankful. I started with the youth probably, you know, in 1995, something like that. But as they grew up and got older and I kept getting older, I've just kind of followed them. So now I'm kind of in transition. I believe God's kind of calling me off the road. I've been spending some time with your church and many others and seeing what God has next down uh, in the future for my family and I. So the main focus of your sermon on Sunday was on spiritual peace, but you mentioned several other types of peace as well. Can you elaborate on those a little bit more? Sure. So a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on uh, one of these three normally, like national peace. They see countries going to war with each other. It makes them very nervous. People talk about a social peace, which has been a big deal, especially in our country with racism and things like that. And then, of course, the family piece, you know, there's issues with husbands and wives and children and relatives. And those are very practical, everyday things. But the reason I wanted to concentrate on the spiritual piece really is because without Christ, without the Prince of Peace, peace in those other areas is not even possible. If you don't go to the source, you're never really going to get the solution. So I really wanted to emphasize, do you even have a relationship with Jesus Because once we have him, the Prince of Peace, he can help us with peace in those other areas. So another point that you made in the sermon was that um, Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, was revealed not to other kings or royalty or the rich people of the time, but instead to just normal normal people with normal jobs, um, the shepherds. So can you talk about that a little bit more with us? Yeah, I love that part because... All through scripture, there is this scarlet thread of redemption. You know, there's a phrase, get right, live right. What's the purpose of the Bible? Well, to become a Christian and to live like a Christian. But a sub-theme all throughout scripture is humility. And you'll see it all through Jesus' life. So I always thought it was interesting. This big announcement of the Savior is coming. And here it comes to these shepherds, kind of these humble guys that are, I would just say, regular everyday guys. And then you watch that he's not born in some amazing hospital with all these doctors around. He doesn't have cashmere diapers. You know, this is <laughs> this is the humble part of Jesus. And I go, okay, so he came in humility, was born in humility. He lived in humility. You know, blue-collar guy being a carpenter, even when he started his ministry. You know, the foxes have holes, the birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And then he died with humility. And even when the guys were arguing about who's the greatest, 
And he said, if you really want to be great, you should learn humility because the first will be last, but the last will be first. So there was another section that I would have loved to gone uh, deeper into. And that is just the theme of humility that Jesus keeps showing us and how vital it is to all of our relationships uh, here on earth and with him. So the passage of scripture that you preached on on Sunday was Luke 2, which is a classic Christmas chapter, um, but you were only able to get into a small part of that. Was there any other part of Luke 2 that you wish you'd had time for, but didn't quite make it? Yeah, so I like the phrase, in a perfect world, we, we might be able to cover more, but I, I try to be sensitive to the audience and the time frames and things like that. But after the angels did give that big message to the shepherd, that's kind of where we stopped. The shepherds go to see Christ. They go to see Joseph and Mary. So they went, kind of this little idea with three words that start with W, they went to see Mary and Joseph and the Savior. They worshiped him, and then they ended up leaving and witnessing about him. And it made me think, you know, I wonder if we spent time with Jesus, we go to see Jesus, he moves our hearts are we inspired to witness to others about, it says in uh, the end of Luke chapter two, they told everyone what they had seen and heard. And what a great message for us. Do we, uh, as we get to know Jesus more and learn more about him in scripture, uh, we see him working and, and we hear from his word. Do we go and share with other people what we've seen and heard? That's a great message for all of us to apply. One part of the sermon that really stands out is a story that you told about a young boy in a Christmas pageant. Uh, can you talk to us more about that and where it came from and how it inspired you? Sure. So I have this really old set of books called The Greatest Sermons On series. So it's probably 14 volumes, The Greatest Sermons on Heaven, The Greatest Sermons on Compassion. Well, one of them is The Greatest Sermons on Christmas. And they have very uh, famous preachers from the 17, 1800s. You'll see Spurgeon in there and Moody and all these famous guys. But in the introduction to that book was this little story, but it was very, very short, probably only four or five sentences. But when I had first read it, I thought, wow, I was crying. And my wife's looking at me like, what's the matter with you? Get it together. I'm like, this story's so great. But it's probably 50 to 70 years old. So when I initially came across it, I thought, you know, maybe if I sit down and rewrite it just to make sure we get that point across, hopefully in a creative way, but in a way that would relate to a lot of people, when James makes room for them, he makes room for the Savior, that that principle in a salvation message seemed to fit so well. And when the worship team and I talked about maybe putting some music behind it, it really turned out special. It was probably one of the most beautiful moments I've had in a long time with the church. So I really appreciated having that opportunity to share that story with you guys. All right, Jeremy, as we wrap up, um, because the podcast is called Westover's Leftovers, we would love to know what your favorite leftovers are. Yeah, that's pretty easy. So for me, it's definitely Thanksgiving. And I like to make that plate with the turkey, the dressing, <laughs> the mashed potatoes and gravy. And there's something to me about if on my fork I can get a piece of turkey and that dressing stuffing in the same <laughs> bite, I love that for days. So definitely Thanksgiving leftovers. An ever classic. We love it.
Jeremy, thank you so, so much for joining us this past Sunday. It's been a delight to be able to chat with you a bit more and to dive deeper into your sermon. And we look forward to hearing more from you on December 26th.